Hey everybody, welcome to the telecast this week. This week we are continuing our little mini-series on the promises of God. Uh, once again, let me say that we're not going through every single promise in the book because we'd be here into the millennium. That would be a good way to spend it, a good way to, to preach your way into the, the uh, everlasting eternity of God is just talking about His goodness and His wonderful promises. Um, we've got this week maybe one more, maybe not, whatever happens left with the time I've given this particular series. But we've just hit the high points and really just uh, the Lord provided a framework for which you can have the confidence that you would need to leap off into the scripture yourself and find these tremendous things that God has promised to us and just make them your own. Make that promise a personal thing and get out there and change this world for Jesus Christ because you can do it with the word of Almighty God and the blood of the Lamb and the name of Jesus. Those are the great weapons that we have in the Christian church and the Holy Spirit's anointing will be all over that, friend. And you will make a difference in this world for Jesus Christ. I'm, I believe I'm preaching to a bunch of world changers out there. I don't believe this is a generation of losers. I don't believe that this is a generation of hopelessness. I believe that this is a generation of world changers. And what you need to do is just take that leap of faith. And just jump off into the promises of God and believe Him for every single thing He has said. Hallelujah. And God will bring it to pass in your life. Now I'm not going to recap uh, uh, everything that we've talked about up to this point. There's just been so much of it. Uh, this is the fourth program uh, on the promises of God. But uh, you can uh, go back on, on TV2 there and they archived the programs for quite some time and also on our podcast page we will have these programs posted as well so you can see them all again in their entirety and get the framework that God's been laying down here for His mighty promises. But today we want to start right off with some fresh material and we want to look at the promises of God for divine protection. Because God has promised that He would protect us. And uh, there's a whole lot of stuff we could say about that, but in the 30 minutes that we have, I'm just going to touch on a few high points. I want to read, first of all, the book of Job, uh, chapter 5 and verse 15. The Bible says that he saves the needy from the sword, from the mouth of the mighty, and from their hand. So you can see right there that God is very much interested in delivering his people and securing their protection and their safety in, in the midst of any trouble at all. The Lord will be there for you, friend. You just need to call out to him in Jesus' name. So we see uh, in Psalm 12 and 5 also, it says, For the oppression of the poor, for the sighing of the needy, now I will arise, says the Lord. I will set him in the safety for which he yearns. What a powerful verse. If you know, God gets up and moving for the poor and the needy. When they cry to him, there's that faith that God always responds to. When the poor and the needy cry, God goes on the move for them. He goes there to be their deliverance to be their sustenance. All of this is promised in the word of the Lord. And this is just such a great verse. Let's read it again. Psalm 12, 
verse 5. It says, For the oppression of the poor, for the sighing of the needy. That isn't even a whole lot of faith involved in the sigh. It's just a... And the thoughts that would be running through the mind of the individual, oh no, not again. I have to go through this another day. I have to face this again. Just that sigh of the needy, the oppression of the poor, the Lord says, now I will arise. And brother, when God gets up, now look out. I was, I was with a guy one time, a very quiet man, very quiet individual. And he would always sit there and listen to a lot of guff. And he, 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 would, he would take a lot of abuse. But man, when he stood up, now you better look out. And that's the picture we have here of God Almighty as he stands up on behalf of the poor and the needy. And he says, I will set him in the safety for which he yearns. I want to bear down on one thing right there at that verse this week. God knows the yearning of your heart. He knows what you yearn for. He knows what you long for. He knows what you've been believing Him for. And He longs desiringly to give it to you. Just cry out to Jesus. And He will do it. He will do it. Psalm 14, 6, it says, You shame the counsel of the poor, but the Lord is His refuge. I'm just going to tell you something right now. The Lord's heart is very, very close to the poor of this earth. And the Lord has them in His heart in a special, special, special way. And you, you better believe me. We've got entire groups of people today that don't believe you should help the poor. They don't believe you should feed the hungry. They don't believe you should do any works. All of that is works, and you're just doing that to earn your righteousness. They preach this over their big television network that spans the earth, leading people astray and leading people into a position where they don't help their fellow man. That's one reason why God put us on this earth, was to help our fellow man in the name of Jesus. And when you reach out to a poor and a hurting person with some, with some assistance, that is a calling card for the gospel. It is. It has never changed. It has always been a calling card, just like miracles are a calling card that the Lord uses to bring people into the kingdom. Don't follow any ministry that makes fun of people who give water to the thirsty and food to the hungry. Don't follow any ministry that has no presence of benevolence in their city. Do not follow them. They are leading you astray. Because God's heart is anchored in on the poor and anchored in on those who are needy in this world's goods. One day, they may be richer than all of us. Who knows? One day, they may be richer than all of us. Let's read Psalm 107, 41. It says, For he sets the poor on high, far from affliction, and makes their families like a flock. There are many people right now that are struggling each day just to be able to feed their family. There's coming a day when God's going to multiply your family and you're going to be the strongest bunch in town. That's just how the miracle working power of God is. Hallelujah. Because He cares for you. 
and he cares for you deeply. Let's read Isaiah 11 and 4. One more verse here on that subject. Divine protection for the poor and the needy. Divine protection for all of us is with God. If you read, uh, he shall cover thee with his feathers. How many times in the Bible does it say this? It says it in the book of Deuteronomy. It says it in Psalm 91. God is interested in our protection and well-being. Isaiah 11 4 says this, But with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. You see, we live in a world that is very oppressive to the poor. Taxes oppress the poor. Uh, prices of, of food and basic necessities uh, uh, really is an oppression of the poor. But there's coming a day when God's going to exalt the poor of the earth. And oftentimes those who are poor in this world's goods are very rich in things of the Spirit. And God takes notice of this. And one day He's going to right the wrong of this situation. And you better mark it down. Because when He promises a thing, it's going to happen. And what He's going to do is not going to be done in a... In a in, it, well, let me put it this way. It's going to be done in righteousness, the Scripture says. Right here in Isaiah 11.4, With righteousness He shall judge the poor. And He tells you what... What's your what the judgment's going to be? He's going to be a strength to the needy in their distress. This is all going to be done in righteousness, not unrighteousness. We're also prop, uh, promised um, an overshadowing providence from the Word of God. The Word of God tells us that God... See, providence is just His uh, uh, provision, His care for you and for I as human beings. And God has promised this. God has really promised for saint and sinner alike. God, God didn't just dump humanity on this planet, let man ruin it, and then walk off. I mean, God is involved. And God, he wants to help even those who don't know Jesus. He wants, he wants us to be willing to help those who are of another religion, of another faith. He wants us to stand as a, as a shining light because... We read it last week. Jesus came into this world as a light shining in a dark place. And we're to do the same thing. So you, if you go to discriminate and say you're only going to help Christians, or you're only going to help people in your church, well, you're not doing the work of the Lord. The work of the Lord is to reach out to humanity. God is not a, a tribal God. God so loved the world, the Bible says. So we reach out to all different types of people all over planet Earth. I, I was talking with someone one time, and they said, well, we just think that you should just help people in America. We don't think you should be doing these foreign missions. Or we don't think, we're not going to give our money to foreign missions. We want to help people right here in our own country. That is the devil's thought, and that's not mine, and it's not God's, I'll tell you for sure. Because God so loved the world, God's not just an American God. Yes, we should take care of our own people and possibly even first. But at the same time, we can't cut off an entire world that has not heard the gospel. And who knows that piece of bread and that bottle of water you give out might get you the right to speak to them about Jesus Christ. You think you have the right just because you're you, but uh, they don't think that way. But when you give them that sustenance from the hand of the Lord that the Lord has provided you with, when you give them that sustenance, now you can talk to them about Christ. 
What a beautiful thing. This is all part of God's providence. <clears throat> and in Isaiah 25, 4, it says this, For you have been a strength to the poor, a strength to the needy in his distress, a refuge from the storm, a shade from the heat, for the blast of the terrible ones is a storm against the wall. Also, we're promised in the Word of God, and this goes right along with the poor and the needy. We're going to take it from that vantage point, but it's in every area. We are promised answers to prayers. We talked about that once already, Isaiah 41, 17. The poor and needy seek water, but there is none. Their tongues fail for thirst. I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. So God will answer the prayer, and He will bless you uh, because He's a God of love and a God of mercy who has your well-being uh, in His heart at all times. And so we, we understand these things. God has promised us so many things. He's promised us a heavenly inheritance. Let's read that one from James 2, 5, where it says, Listen, my beloved brethren, has God not chosen the poor of this world to be rich in faith? I love that verse. Hallelujah. And heirs of the kingdom which he promised to those who love him. Glory to God. So you don't have to have great riches on planet earth. If you do have uh, riches on planet earth, use them to preach the gospel to the poor. Because God, I mean, i got to get this through to you in this episode. God loves the poor. God cares for the poor and the needy of planet earth. And if he blesses you with resources, use it to touch his heart by blessing the poor. Glory be to God. And that's God's divine method uh, right there. So he gives us this heavenly inheritance. He promises us power to tread on evil forces. Let's read Luke 10, 19. Luke 10, 19. Power to tread on evil forces promised in the word of God to the believer. My, my, my. Let's read it. Behold, I give you the authority. You see, you cannot trample on demons unless God has first given you the authority. You better not try. But he said, I'm promising you the authority to do it. He said, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and on scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. We're also promised in the Word of God that Christ Jesus is interceding for us, and there is safety in that, beloved. It says in Luke 22, 31, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. Glory be to God. And when you have returned to me, he said, strengthen your brethren. So we see that, that, that the promises of God are covering the entire gamut of our Christian walk. He has promised us power to tread on evil forces, safety through the intercession of Christ. He has promised a provision uh, of a way of escape. In other words, let's read this beautiful verse in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, where it says, No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. That's what you and I face every day, things that are common to man. Nothing else, no other kind of temptation can overtake us. It's promised in the Bible. I believe the Word. Okay? But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. 
but with the temptation will also make the way of escape. We're going to talk about that in a minute. That you may be able to bear it. So if God is going to make available to us the way of escape, what is the way of escape? The way of escape is the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ on Calvary's cross. It's just that simple. And when you place your faith in Him, you are then able to escape every temptation that the enemy tries to throw at you. No, you do not have to smoke that cigarette. No, you do not have to look at those dirty pictures on the internet. No, you do not have to cheat on your spouse. No, you do not have to shoot that drug in your vein. No, you do not have to lie on your taxes. God has promised a way of escape. What you need to do is stop believing your head and start believing His Word. Glory be to God. Because you, you got Christians running around whining all the time. I'm in a fight. I'm in the battle. Well, you're supposed to be, dum-dum. <laughs> Hallelujah. Use your head for something besides a hat rack. Why don't you? Quit whining. God ain't never heard, uh, ain't never done a miracle because somebody was a whining. He responds to faith. And he responds, he sees your conditions. He knows all about what's really going on on the inside of you. And sometimes we don't get victory over a sin because we love that sin and we want to do it. And we, we, we feel the tension because we know we're not supposed to, but we really want to. What you got to do? You got to give it up. You got a purpose in your heart. You're going to set it down. You're going to lay it down and trust the power of God to come on the scene from there. But He's not going to come on the scene until you first make that step and say, I repent of this. I don't want this. I don't desire this. But with every way of temptation, He has given you the way of escape. And that is the shed blood of Jesus Christ. You don't have to memorize 900 verses. You don't have to put a shawl on. You don't have to uh, engage in any kind of incantation. You don't have to do anything except believe the Word. And, and the Word tells you what Christ did for you on the cross of Calvary. And then, in the midst of that process, if He tells you to do something, then obey Him and do it. Because there's a reason He would give you that. But, but this, is a, this is simply a matter of faith, not a matter of anything that you can earn. But that way of temptation uh, has been provided, the way of escape from the temptation has been provided by the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Also, He has promised to secure you in the trying hour of your life. Let's read Hebrews 2.18. For in that He Himself has suffered, Jesus has suffered, being tempted... He is able to aid those who are tempted. So we'll see that when that temptation comes, you can have the absolute assistance of the Lord Jesus Christ Himself as you believe in His shed blood. You can have Him to come in and to stave away that temptation for you in His mighty power if you will but believe. Glory be to God. He also promises us, the Word of God gives us explicit promises of Final victory. Final victory. We started off this program talking about the poor and the needy, and God's heart for the poor, and God's great love for the poor. 
We, we came in the middle of, of the program here. We talked a little bit about sin and about temptation and the fact that God has promised to provide the way of escape. There's one way of escape, and that's the shed blood of Jesus, and God has provided you and I with it so that we can live free to say no, free to not sin. We're not free to sin. We're free to not sin. You see, the world has it all backwards. That's another sermon. Perhaps we'll be doing a teaching on that in the near future. And we come down now to the promises of final victory. There is final victory for all of us. James 4, 7 says it this way. Therefore, submit to God. Submit to God, number one. Resist the devil, number two. And number three, he will flee from you. See, it's laid out there in black and white for you. Now, are you going to believe your sin or are you going to believe the word? That choice, my friend, is up to you. 1 John 4, 4 says this. You are of God, little children. And have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. So the greater one lives on the inside of me. Why don't you all just say that right now? Why don't you just point at yourself and say, the greater one lives inside me. I am free. I am delivered because Jesus is living big on the inside of me right now. I am not in bondage to sin any longer. And I am not a loser and I'm not a wannabe, I am a child of Almighty God because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Now, did you, did you feel the anointing on that glory? I sure sense the anointing just saying those words. Because the anointing is on the Word. We just read that to you here just right now. Praise His holy name. Also in Revelation 3.10, the Bible says this, Because you have kept my command to persevere, How many knows that perseverance and endurance is a command, not just a suggestion? Amen? Because you have kept my command to persevere, I will also keep you, oh glory, from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell upon the earth. Some of these things, so many of these things that we need the promises of God for, are a test in our life. A test. Are we going to go God's way? Are we going to hold to the Word? Are we going to believe the Word or believe the problem, the test, the temptation, the sin? What do you believe? Remember I read the verse of Scripture, He who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? What are you going to believe? Are you going to believe the Word of the Lord finally, for once in your life, are you going to believe the word of the Lord or are you going to keep believing your head? Because I want to tell you something now. There ain't none of us a paragon of knowledge. And there's none of us has all the info that we need to have in order to live this life and run this race and come out victorious on the other end. But there is one who has. His name is Jesus. And he says you can have what he's got. But it takes faith to get it. And you've got to lay down your pride and stop complaining about being in a battle and win a few. Win some battles. And you do that through the blood of Jesus Christ. Now I said that and I said that lovingly because it is the truth and we all need to hear that. I need to hear that sometimes from people. You know, so we need to we need to win and we can win and we do win in 
Christ in Christ Jesus. Glory be to God. We are running out of time here today already, and I'm still not through with this series. But let's look here real quick at the promise of God that we will be enthroned with Christ. Isn't this beautiful? Let's read Revelation 3.21. Here's what the Bible says. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat down with my Father on his throne. So we can see there that we will be with Jesus for all of eternity, and it will be a glorious, glorious time. We've covered a lot of material, but we didn't go through all of the promises individually one by one. We could have talked about uh, many, many different things. I do think we took them all in a broad category in one way or another. We, we didn't talk about the promises of angelic assistance and, and some of these things, and maybe we'll come back in the future uh, and do a show, uh, a teaching, just on some more promises of God. But for right now, we're going to end this series this week with this fourth part. I just want you to be encouraged and get into the book. Get into the Word of God for yourself and believe what you read there. Now, you have to pray first and ask the Holy Spirit to give you faith and give you grace to believe what you read. And when you read it and the Holy Spirit quickens it to you, believe it and believe it over and above the Word of anything or anybody else. Believe the Word of God. And if you will do that, if you'll begin to incorporate that method of Bible study into your life this week, you will see the miraculous in your life. I guarantee it because this book is miraculous and God has promised it and God is not a liar. Glory be to God. Thanks for tuning in for the last four weeks for this series. Next week we'll be teaching on some completely new subject. Coming up very, very shortly, we will have a battlefield prayer tour for you to watch right here on TV too. And we just praise God for all of our viewers and all of our friends and, and neighbors and partners uh, in the area here in Traverse City, Michigan. And also those of you that will watch by internet and will watch by Vimeo and YouTube, <clears throat> we appreciate you so much. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for sharing these videos. Thanks for giving us the hits on these videos. We love you in Jesus' name, and we, we're going to keep coming to you as long as the Lord provides the way to do so. So until next week, when you and I can gather and have another feast in the Word, amen. This is Evangelist Len Paxton saying, go with God, and He will go with you. Bless you now is my prayer for your life.